episode 35 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. Staff writers Mackenzie Delisle and Kara Chapman are with us today. We're going to do quick hits, but we're going to have a little bit more than that. It's just going to be their episode. I am sports editor Joey LaFranca, and we're happy to have Kara and Mackenzie back on. How are you both doing? We're good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. So we're getting right to some fun stuff this week. Mackenzie, you had a very fun story about seasonal restaurants and whatever you kind of want to call them that, you know, typical ice cream shops, hot dog stands, different things like that around the area. And it's getting warmer. It's time to go get some frosty treats and other fun delights. But what can you tell us about that story that you put together? Yeah. So I, um, I was you know, just doing a story about how Utter Delight, formerly the Tasty Freeze, down the street from Beekman Town School District, where I went to school, um, it's a popular ice cream place. And Joe just said something like, oh, well, why don't you see when other places are opening up too? So this launched this crazy like adventure, me trying to search on Facebook for all different like hot dog stand seasonal things, coming up with more than 20 in the area that people seem to like to go to. Um, so I reached out to all of them. I got an idea of when they were opening this year and put it all into a story. Um, so it's like a fun thing. People can check this favorite dog stand or barbecue place or ice cream stand is going to be opening up this year. So, yeah. What is, what is your favorite ice cream place slash or hot dog stand or anything like that to go to? I know you mentioned, to, you know, Tasty Freeze, which has a different name now, but what's, what's your go-to place? I, I kind of just bounce around between like Iceberg and Harris out towards, um, where do you, like Morrisonville area? Yeah. And then yeah. The t- Town. I, I bounce around and what I'm feeling like getting that day personally, but I don't know, Kara, what about you? So I have kind of a couple places that I normally go to. Um, my family lives out in Schuyler Falls. So especially when I was still living at home, like Peru Sweet Treat was the place and their awesome selection of Hershey ice cream. And like, I'd normally get like a waffle cone with one flavor on the bottom and one flavor on the top. One time I actually got like a whole pint of ice cream in a cone because the woman forgot that she was putting two flavors in it, but like the double amount of one flavor and then just put more of the second flavor on top. It was insane, but it was awesome. But um, the place where we went a lot last year um, was actually Iceberg since it's a bit closer to where I live now in Plattsburgh. And I, I love that place. Like, so as came up during last year's ice cream bracket madness um (laughs) black raspberries like my favorite ice cream flavor just in general like as a hard serve and I know that all the places around here are doing that thing where they don't just have chocolate and vanilla soft serve but when iceberg has black raspberry soft serve what they do is they um they have this sundae where they put hot fudge in it and they have like these little chocolate chip cookies and whipped cream and all that fun stuff and kind of an added personal bonus to iceberg and joey you would you might identify with this as well is a woman that i know who works there mrs zemer yeah cookies ever so it's nice to like see a familiar face every once in a while too when you're getting your ice cream so that's those are my like favorite places i would say i think i would have to go with harrigan's for mine and I, I really, every time I go there, I always say I'm going to get a cone, but I just always end up getting like the hot fudge sundae because <laughs> how can you go wrong with the hot fudge sundae? I, that's like one of, that's like one of my favorites. But if I didn't get the hot fudge sundae, I always usually go with like mint chocolate chip and a cone, that type of thing, which I just love mint chocolate chip ice cream. That is, that is my absolute absolute favorite Mackenzie what's your favorite flavor well actually I was just gonna ask you guys this because I I like to ask this question about not your favorite ice cream flavor in general but you're at an ice cream stand you have to pick chocolate soft serve vanilla soft serve or twist soft serve what are you getting and why go (laughs) Kara you can go first okay I will say I go with a twist because I feel like certain with chocolate ice cream and this is something that I've thought a lot about in my years it's it's like they haven't fully perfected the flavor of chocolate and a lot of ice cream so I feel like the twist it has the chocolate in it but it's also slightly sweetened a bit more by having the vanilla in there too 
So I would go with the twist. Gotcha. Joey? I, I, I actually, <clears throat> usually I go chocolate, but in the past like year or so I've changed to vanilla and I don't know why exactly, but I've kind of just gone straight to vanilla. I, I don't know. I just think it's like a vanilla is a more refreshing flavor. If that makes sense. Does, does you, can you guys kind of like agree with that? Do you know what I mean it, by trying I, to yeah. describe that? It's hard to put it into words, but that's why I've kind of gone vanilla of late. I actually, b- before we asked Mackenzie her answer to this question, <laughs> I have a theory that vanilla is really just the, the definitive flavor that makes good sweets and good desserts good. Like mm-hmm. when you have a chocolate chip cookie, you tend to think, oh, it's the chocolate chips. But really, if you didn't have vanilla in the batter and specifically Mrs. Zemer's chocolate chip cookies, if you didn't also <laughs> have a packet of vanilla pudding uh, mix batter it wouldn't be the same. So vanilla is really just a very necessary. Is it an herb? Like what, it, what is vanilla? Do we know? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> what kind of plant it is, but it is very necessary for sweet stuff. So I, I get that vanilla is um, it's kind of underrated. People tend to think of it as like the plain flavor, but it really is. It's, it adds a dynamic to it. So I would agree with that. But Mackenzie, how would you, decide if given those three options so the way that I'm going to preface this first is by saying like I am a chocolate fanatic like I I, all things if I'm getting hard serve I don't know if I've explained this before but if I'm getting hard serve and I'm not getting like something like mint chocolate chip or whatever um the base of the ice cream has to be chocolate like I don't like vanilla base in like in like ice creams that have like nougat in them or like cookie pieces or whatever it may be but if I'm getting soft serve ice cream, I always get a plain vanilla cone out of those three options, a plain vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles, like without. So yeah, that's my answer. Interesting. Okay. So I like, I, I like that. And I think the, the one other oddball that I just have to mention that I got last year was the, it's like a vanilla cone but it was in like a, like they dipped it in strawberry and it like freezes really quick or whatever. Strawberry ice cream is so underrated. We're talking about chocolate and vanilla a lot, but strawberry ice cream is so underrated. I think that is honestly one of my favorite flavors that when I was, when I was little, I didn't really like as much, or maybe I just didn't really give it a chance, but now that's a, that's an incredible flavor. When I was, yeah. Oh, sorry, Kara. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, when I was a kid, um, I didn't us- usually like strawberry frosting because it, it had like chunks of strawberries in it. Mm-hmm. And I think me off to it. I don't know. But um, I was just going to say too, like one of my favorite things to get at Iceberg specifically is they have this machine that outside of ice cream sometimes, like flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have they can like infuse it into the ice cream so it's not like the burst on the outside it becomes the actual ice cream flavor because it like infuses it and they have this one they do ask for the rainbow um ice cream cone like flavor burst or whatever they they twist like this orange and blue raspberry and strawberry all together and it makes like a rainbow around and it's so delicious I love it so much that's all I have to say (laughs) (laughs) what are your guys thoughts on sherbet I mean, I, I don't really eat it a lot. So I f- mm. feel like I don't have much an opinion of an opinion. I know that I had it a couple times growing up and like, you know, it, it's, it get puts in those punches that they make it like dances and stuff like that <laughs> with some sort of juice or whatever. But uh, yeah, I actually, I don't have too many thoughts. I, I will say like, I was thinking about this when Mackenzie was talking about her vanilla and sprinkle cone. Like I, I am perfectly aware that it's okay to have a dessert not involved chocolate, but part of me, a small part of me, and I don't know if it's from when I was a kid, is almost afraid that like, what if that's the last dessert I ever have? And it did not have chocolate in it. Like that's, that's a concern for me (laughs) that like kind of just stays in the back of my mind always. (laughs) Oh my God, Kara. So, so you're concerned when you're having desserts, you're always concerned that this could be the last time you ever enjoy a tasty treat. 
it's something that like kind of pops up when the dessert does not involve chocolate like and it could be a very good dessert like my aunt makes this really good raspberry pie or like I'm trying to think of another example that that's one of the big ones obviously but like yeah I'm always just like what if and then I have to be like it's okay Kara it's okay it's still a good time like calm down and you also know- <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> you know how people carry like hot sauce in their purse sometimes like they get like those hot sauce bottles you yes. need to get a bottle of chocolate so you always have chocolate in case you're gonna die you can just like take it <laughs> the last thing i eat will be <laughs> speaking of speaking of hot sauce packets i just saw a story today it's so bizarre there is a shortage of ketchup packets because so many people are getting takeout delivery and stuff delivered to their house where you would typically get ketchup packets more so now than ever. There's now, I guess, a shortage of ketchup packets. How weird is that? I like, and the fact that somebody like actually thought to like do a story on that, I just appreciate that because it's so random. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when Mackenzie, was it you who did the story on the coin shortage last year during the pandemic? Like this random, like, changes that like we haven't been able to very quickly absorb you know what I mean but that's interesting I wouldn't have thought I would have thought that people might have been like I don't need ketchup packets I'm taking it home you know assuming you have ketchup at home but huh very interesting yeah and you go ahead Mackenzie I was just gonna say it makes me wonder if the person who wrote the story had been burned by like Just got like, <laughs> just got so fired up about ketchup packets. They had to talk about it. But getting back to the sherbet real quick, my go-to flavor for sh- orange sherbet is the only sherbet to have. That is the go-to flavor for sherbet, and that's that's my that's my favorite. But Mackenzie, you're shaking your head. What do, what do you what are your thoughts? Okay, so my thoughts on sherbet is that <laughs> I like them. I I like sherbet. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about a person. This feels so weird, but okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is like when I said, I think you actually just said, we're going to have to do a replay on this, but I think you just said the Sherbert, which is like when I said the hot dog. <laughs> like thinking, maybe I did. I don't know. So yeah, I like the Sherbert. <laughs> um, I think I did. Now it, that sounds right. Oh yeah. man. But yeah, I, I Sherbert. Um, forgot what I was going to say. I think I was going to say if I'm feeling like something more fruity, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't, you can't get that from ice cream really. Um, so yeah, but I like rainbow sherbet. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to getting like a plain sherbet, like a, an orange or a strawberry, whatever, but I usually, if I'm going to get it, I usually get rainbow. Do you guys remember those? Uh, I know like there were a bunch of different brands, but do you remember the Flintstone push pop? like kind of sherbet ice cream thing do you guys remember that those were so yeah. good yes I do. those were those were those were my favorite but as we're talking about all of this food the i think i mean we buried the lead here sports food madness has come to an end <laughs> and much to Kara's disappointment pizza has defended its championship and they are now two-time defending champions of sports food madness they defeated buffalo chicken dip it was kind of close but pizza definitely won, you know, going away with it. There was no controversy. Pizza just dominated. And, you know, I thought this year I had designed the bracket in a way where pizza was going to have a much harder time. And, you know, they, they had to go through chicken wings. They had to go through nachos. They had to go through a bunch of different things that last year they didn't have to go through. And they just steamrolled everybody. And they get to the, ch- I mean, in the final four, I mean, they like, they just like blew hot fudge Sunday out of the water. Like they just blew the doors off for that one. And then in the championship, they ended up winning. But Kara, I know I'll start with you. I know you were very disappointed that Buffalo chicken dip as well as some other foods didn't make it to the championship. I have multiple things to say about this trip. Just hold up a minute. Okay. I, I, first the of floor all, is yours. Just to clear the air. I don't dislike or hate pizza. I actually love pizza. I've had some very good pizza in my life. 
I've actually, my, my boyfriend's originally from the New Haven, Connecticut area. I've had like some of the best pizza in these here United States. So I am not opposed to pizza on principle. I just think, and I don't think, I, I thought too that your bracket was very well laid out this year. Like Thank it, you. not saying it wasn't last year, but I appreciate, you know, what you said, what you said about, you know, giving pizza more obstacles, you know, and not making it like the team that has the easy schedule or what have you. Like, I appreciate that. But I, I'm wondering if we just need to talk to our audience about having a little bit more creativity, you know, like giving someone else a chance or being like, no, maybe you're thinking of when you're sitting in a stadium and what would you like to have? But that's not the only place where the sports experience happens. Like what about, you know, the Super Bowl parties or I, I don't know, but also I'm, I'm almost wondering if as I went through the bracket, like I alternated between those mindsets a little too much, you know, like, like I didn't apply a consistent approach. It was more so like, what do I actually like better? Not just when I'm in the mood for sports. So that was part of it. I personally think that spinach artichoke dip is a work of art when it's done properly. It's very, very good. I wish it had gone farther, of course. And I wish that Buff Chick had been able to pull out an underdog win, but you can't always get what you want. And I have a very distinct memory playing basketball at St. John's. My father was the coach and he made us memorize the definition of a sportsman. And that is a good loser and a graceful winner. And I'm going to be a good loser and say congratulations to pizza and its fans and good, good show. Good show. You know, good work. So. Mackenzie, what are your thoughts? Okay. First thought is Kara is very serious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, always yesterday I was yesterday was the championship I was rooting for buff chick I did vote for buffalo chicken dip I feel like it's that classic dish that's at every like super bowl party you go to any sort of like get together you have like there's always buffalo chicken dip plus it lasts longer than pizza does sitting out counter Pizza gets cold fast. It doesn't taste good. I don't like cold leftover pizza. I'm honestly not a huge fan. So I'm like, I'm a little biased here. <laughs> yeah, so I was rooting for Buffalo Chicken Dip and I, and I was disappointed that it didn't pull through because I honestly thought that. So that's Inter in interesting. So, I mean, it was really fun to do it again for a second year. And this year, I thought about like, do we even do it? You know, cause last year I created it because there was nothing going on. And yeah. this year, and this year I said, well, people had so much fun with it last year. We might as well do it again this year. Give people another chance to just kind of have a little bit of fun with it. And it's just a little light thing to do. I mean, people get so fired up about just the little, just, just little stupid things like pizza and Buffalo chicken dip going up against each other. Like people were really fired up on Twitter yesterday. It was, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious and just random people commenting on different things. And I'm glad we brought it back. I haven't done the final vote tally, but I think we got somewhere either right around or a little bit over 20,000 votes, which oh, I wow. thought was, which I thought was really cool. So that's 20,000 engagements. That's a lot of people just having a little bit of fun. They, you know, they, it's, it's attached to the press Republican, obviously. So maybe people will check out different things like Mackenzie's, you know, ice cream slash hot dog slash, you know, little summer fiesta restaurant, you know, story, different things like that. And that's what it was all about. And, you know, last year, a, a huge part of it was, you know, keeping people's spirits up during, you know, the, the heart of the pandemic when everybody was so down. Um, but now, um, hopefully things are, we're, we're kind of, you know, going more toward a little, a little bit more normalcy, but still, it's just going to, I think it's going to be a nice tradition that people can enjoy moving forward. And maybe next year, the bracket will have a different look to it. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, one thing I was thinking of, uh, Kara, I have a very funny story and this is kind of like inside baseball. So Mackenzie, like I'll, I'll try and like explain it to the best of my abilities, but you mentioned pizza and St. John's. So yes. there is a really funny story um, from me playing basketball and one of my one of my best friends, Evan, who Kara, you know Evan. Yes, I know um, Evan. Okay. So when we were in fourth grade, I actually went I went to St. Augustine's. Mm -hmm. Evan went to St. John's at the time. He went where you went to school. 
But when we were in grade school, we would play in like what was the, the Catholic school league type of thing. And there was the, I never, I didn't know this until after the fact, but in a game at St. John's, Evan had like never scored before. He had never scored. I fouled him when he was taking a shot and he went to the free throw line. And like, this is Evan's first opportunity to ever score in a basketball game. His father is at the game and it gets dead silent. Yeah. Mo, it gets dead silent. And all of a sudden Evan's like taking a couple dribbles. And then all of a sudden you hear this man go, hi, I'd like two large cheese pizzas, please. Uh, 20 wings. And yeah, that'll do it. As his son is like scoring his first points ever in a basketball game, his dad missed it because he was just ordering a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was just a little funny story that I would like to bring onto the pod. And I, you know, at the time I didn't know Evan, and now obviously he he's one of my he was one of my close friends. Um, And we learned that story after the fact. And he's like, "Yeah, you were the kid who followed me," and I was like, "Oh no way, I didn't know that." So. I thought that was really funny. So throwback to like fourth grade basketball and Evan's dad neglecting him and ordering pizza. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days being just like some of the most intense competition. Yes. It's like, cause it was the, you were at third and fourth or fifth and sixth. And mm-hmm. God, I remember this is uh, for people who have t- been tuned into North country sports for a while. <laughs> um, Megan Bowman, you know, she, yeah. she went by 40. And we were even like when I was in third grade, first game against Assumption of Mary uh, up in Redford, it was like, oh, Shorty's going to play. And I'm like, who's Shorty? <laughs> like there was already like that fear. And she actually went on to like go. She she was at a St. She came to St. John's after a little while. She was at Seton for a bit and then she went back. She went to Saranac. But uh, she actually ended up playing college ball. But it was just really hilarious how like even before we stepped onto the court, it was already like the older girls were whispering to us about like <laughs> be, be cautious about this person and like she's so good and blah 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 and it was oh my goodness good times good times M- Mackenzie do you have any third and fourth grade basketball stories you'd like to share with us <laughs> um when I was younger I used to play I lived in Malone so I used to play basketball at the YMCA oh cool I, I hate basketball I really love <laughs> soccer and softball and everything else except basketball but my dad really wanted me to play and so I did it for him but for myself (laughs) I feel like a lot of people are in the boat that you're in when it comes to that 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 that'll happen sometimes and um to get off the food into something a little bit more serious real quick not not super serious but more happy um we have been talking in the past about uh, various vaccine experiences. Um, I am now fully vaccinated. Um, ben Rowe and Jolo both have their both of their vaccines and you guys have gotten your first vaccines. But I just wanted to get your guys take on your experience of getting your first vaccines and then obviously your anticipation to get the second one and hopefully continue to get back to a little bit more normalcy. Yeah, I um, I experienced some soreness in my arm. I intentionally got the shot in my right arm because I tend to sleep on my left side. Mm. So that seemed like a wise decision. Um, But yeah, other than like some arm tenderness for probably just a couple of days, it wasn't too bad. And um, when like the date of my next shot is on a Friday. So I'm hoping that, you know, I can get through the rest of the work day. And then maybe if, if I have any adverse side effects, then uh, they happen on the weekend and I can just chill. Like we, um, we recently, we finally have a TV in the bedroom now. So like, that's probably where I'll be camping out. I would imagine with the cats trying to recover. So, and get through it. (laughs) How about you, Mackenzie? Yeah. um, Tara and I actually went to get our vaccine on the same day, our first dose. So we'll be getting our second dose on the same day as well. So hopefully at least one of us is doing okay and is not totally (laughs) (laughs) but but no so yeah I'm also getting mine on a Friday the first vaccine I got it in my left arm I'm a right and um my so later that day my arm started to get a little bit sore so I was like making sure that I was like moving it around as much as I could like what they told you to do everything and and then it just got to be like around bedtime I was tv and I couldn't even lift it was in so much pain and 
just, I was out of it. And my sister had told me that um, for her, it was not sore at all. But then the second day out of it, so I'm like, oh great, my arm's going to be horrible tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to even lift it. I'm going to be like dragging it behind me. But then um, the next day, mine was like mostly back to normal. So I just had it a little bit flipped than she did. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I was fine. I'm, I'm nervous this next time. I might get a little sick, like Kara said, but luckily it'll be over the weekend. Yeah, that I'm I'm super happy to hear that for both of you guys because um my my second vaccine was on a Friday as well and I got it around like 11:30 and I've said this on the pod before so I'll just give you guys a little inside scoop um but I got it on a Friday um I was feeling fine up until like 10 o'clock at work on Friday night and then I like experienced my Michael Jordan flu game at work um and like really tried to like rally through and finish things off but I said to Ben Rowe like as I was leaving that night and before I was before you know maybe an hour or so before I had left I I said yeah I'm not I'm not feeling great like I feel like I definitely feel like kind of hot and definitely just kind of out of it a little bit and I got home and I I did have actually a temperature of 101 um so that's why I wasn't feeling great um but then the the nice thing to to let people know about was like my fever broke before like the night was even like over like it broke around like four or five a.m. I think and then for Saturday and Sunday I was just tired and fatigued. Um, that's really all I felt. And then by Monday it was like nothing ever happened. Um, so I hope for your for your guys' sake it's the same type of experience. But I'm just happy that you know we can continue you know getting people vaccinated. Hopefully soon you guys will be able to come back into the newsroom. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Um, I was just talking about vaccine experiences. I have a cousin who she actually has lupus. So one of her concerns with her second vaccine was um, like, because it's, you know, an inflammatory and I'm not going to get this right, but it's a, it's a condition that causes like inflammation, you know, like when, whenever the body is sick, she has to be very careful and, so she was worried about having to go to the hospital with her second vaccine, but she said, she, you know, she, she had chills, she had a fever, but she was overall. Okay. And, you know, I feel like she has a lot of peace of mind, you know, going forward now that she's on her way to being, I I think, I don't think she's gotten to the two week period yet. So she's like on her way to being fully vaccinated, but, but it's, it's safe. And I think, I think that's important. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I hope, and I, and I just hope that, um, yeah, you guys get the shots and, you know, hopefully, no, it's not a bad thing if you actually experience symptoms that, that tells you it's working. Um, that, that's what I, that's what I always say. I mean, it's basically your immune system is going to fight it and then eventually it's going to take a knee and let the medicine do its thing. And then, and then you're back to, you're back to normal. But I was just thinking when, when was the last, I mean, like, I know you guys have maybe like popped in and out of the office, but when was the last time you actually both worked a full shift in the office? It was before the holiday season. Wow. Yes. Cause we, yeah, it was November because we worked the election and that was before, I think that around the time that Plattsburgh state was experiencing an outbreak of sorts but everywhere else didn't really start that until i think a few to several weeks later like as we got into december and by that time we were working from home again so we're we're just continuing this as like an extra precaution you know until we're fully vaccinated (laughs) so yeah and that's a good that's a good precaution to take i think i think that's i think that's really good and um i will all just be excited for you guys to uh be able to come back and we'll have a full we'll have a full newsroom again and you guys can you guys can watch me as i'm watching all of these different sports that are going on now and actually going out to sporting events now it's been a lot of fun i mean i wanted to just mention briefly that uh i went to a, uh, the plastic state men's lacrosse game last night and full disclosure like i really until like two or three years ago have never really like paid much attention to lacrosse just because in the past, my responsibilities never really included covering that. But nowadays, it's more like I try and familiarize with myself with everything as much as possible. And lacrosse is like legit awesome. Like I really have enjoyed watching lacrosse. It's 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 unique. It's like just it's a combination of like so many things. There's hockey, there's soccer, there's like vicious hitting at times. It's amazing. Um, I, I just really I've just really enjoyed that. And 
Um, I was at that last night, got a couple of good pictures. It was the first time Plattsburgh State has hosted any type of sporting event underneath the, the lights at their athletic complex in over a year, which is crazy. Um, so that was kind of a cool little like milestone for them to accomplish. And props to everybody at Plattsburgh State in athletics. I mean, they are really um, there. I mean, the testing is vigorous. It's, you know, it's pretty frequent. Um, and there's a lot of different protocols in place to make sure these, these kids are, are safe. And, um, you know, they've kind of split the SUNYAC conference into, into two divisions to limit travel and make sure people don't have to stay overnight in different places. And they're going through a lot of different things, but I just wanted to mention that, you know, Plastic State, it seems like things are going well for them. Um, didn't go well for the men's lacrosse team last night though. So, uh, St. Lawrence is a very good lacrosse team. Um, I showed up and like I was walking down to the field because I was just taking photos last night. I wasn't like covering the game. Um, and I thought I was like super late because I heard St. Lawrence cheering, but no, they just scored 14 seconds into the game and then decided to put on an absolute clinic and scored eight unanswered goals. And then I, they ended up winning 21 to five. St. Lawrence is just very good at lacrosse. I mean, they're nationally ranked. They're number seven um, in the country and um, they were very good, but, Props to all props to all Plattsburgh State sports and Section 7 sports as well. Wrapped up the uh, winter season. Um, spring, uh, fall 2 season is coming up soon. It's super weird. We're going to see volleyball and football being played in like April and May, which is bizarre. Um, but I hope everybody can enjoy that and then we'll get through to the spring. But I'm just excited that uh, temperatures are warming up. We're seeing more sports going on. Major League Baseball is back. I'm super happy about that. I was watching uh, – I was watching my Yankees last night and you guys missed it. So one thing that you have missed, and I think that was the most funny thing that you guys have missed out on was watching John Coyer and myself do our fantasy baseball draft at work. And Coyer got so upset at me numerous, numerous occasions because I had to pick before him and he, I kept taking players that he wanted and it was very funny. Oh my goodness. Of course. <laughs> and, and, and I, what was that Mackenzie? I was going to say, I, I bet that was, um, I bet that was funny. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. And he said he, he was at one point, he was like, you sniped me. And I was like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> but it was, but it was really great. Um, but one, one other thing that I wanted to mention about, um, sports that I wanted to get your guys, your guys take on is just from a, you know, from a far away type of standpoint, when you see all these sports being played now and we talk about like a little bit more normalcy and stuff like that, when you just see, um, I know you guys aren't like covering sports and whatnot, but when you just see these sports going back on, I'm sure it's a little bit, you know, you guys have been in the heart of covering a lot of really depressing, sad things around the pandemic, but to actually see sports come back, I'm sure that's a nice little even sense of normalcy for you guys. Just, it's just one more thing that's kind of coming back and we're seeing, we're just seeing, you know, a lot of, a lot of things kind of getting back to normal, but I'm sure from your guys' perspective, that's nice to see as well. I I will say that, like, when I, like, 100%, like, seeing things, like, slowly, like, businesses being able to open back up and people getting back out and doing their regular things is always nice to see. But I will say, like, when I see people post photos online of these events, stuff, like, there's just, there's this thing that's, like, implanted in my brain that's, like, this is wrong, this shouldn't be happening, because I used to people not being able to be together and being able to do these things that when I see it I have to like reflect for a moment and be like oh no it's okay like th this is supposed to be happening <laughs> I'm, I'm just reading backwards I don't know yeah I, I I would agree with that and my thing like when when we're talking about like sports specifically I'm like you know that's that's awesome for kids I like that there's rules in place that they have to follow to still be safe and my my thing is I'm like you know inwardly I'm trying to have faith in them that everything is being done as it's supposed to be done and we're playing the podcast go away thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry i should have texted you but thank you i got a coffee so now that kara has her coffee she's all set as well as Mackenzie, to tell us about different news stuff going on this week briefly just to just to do the the, the traditional quick hits but in quick fashion today sure sounds good do you want to go first do you want me to go first you can go Okay, so last week, the Plattsburgh City School District Board of Education voted to approve a return to in-person plan. Basically, the remote option is still in place, but kids 
instead of doing hybrid, we'll now have five days of in-person schooling a week. And there's fle more flexibility between like the time when you have to notify the district about when you want to go from remote to in-person um, than there used to be. It's kind of complicated, but that's, we're trying to be quick, quick hits. So Clinton <laughs> County submitted its police reform plan for the Clinton County Sheriff's Office to the state. I confirmed that with the state. So they're all set on that front. Um, Kevin M. Doherty Jr., accused of being involved in a shootout with police back in December, has been indicted on two counts of first-degree attempted murder, uh, third-degree criminal possession of a weapon, and two counts of menacing a police officer. Um, this week, vaccine eligibility in New York State opened up to all New Yorkers age 16 and above, and I have a couple of really cool interviews you guys can check out, including a cross-border teenage love story, so that's on PressRepublican.com. Very excited about that. And yesterday, um, I did a story that ran in Wednesday's paper about how Jeff Anderson, Anderson and Associates, which is a law firm that's been handling a lot of the childhood sexual abuse cases um, that have been uh, filed uh, with the wind with the opening of the Child Victims Act to uh, older complaints that maybe the statute of limitations has expired. They actually put out a database whereby they went through all 2,800 civil complaints that have been filed up to December 31st, 2020 involving the Catholic Church in New York State. And in the Diocese of Ogdensburg, there have been 80 complaints filed so far um, involving almost 40 alleged perpetrators. So it's it's really interesting. I think it'll make it a lot easier for people who are who, who want to just have that information. First of all, it might encourage more survivors to come forward because they have until this August if they want to file a complaint now. Um, but also for attorneys and law enforcement who are looking to kind of bring these cases to justice, I think it'll be a helpful tool for them. So that was really interesting. That's what I have for Quick Kids. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to mention. So Katieville Field Day, which is a, it's a volunteer event um, run by the volunteer fire department there, usually raises a bunch of money for them. Um, they've had to cancel it for the second summer due to COVID. Um, they explained it as they book a lot of their, um, what else? Their, vendors. Uh, There's vendors at the start of the year and around here at the start of the year we were having a big surge in COVID cases and they weren't sure what the summer was going to look like so taking another year off from that um, I also had a story last week in the business section about Punky's hair salon is closing Punky is not retiring is not retiring she will keep hair there uh, but the salon is going to be called cut loose there's a salon in downtown Plattsburgh that's moving into the building um, so there'll be a salon there and she'll be working just won't be under the Punky's ownership anymore. Um, I wanted to just mention that the city of Plattsburgh and Clinton County both filed their uh, police reform plan date last week. Um, and venues and performing arts venues are able to reopen in the state and the Strand says they're hoping to have shows there by Memorial Day. So it's really cool because their last event was in February of last year. Um, outdoor in the city of Plattsburgh can start whenever the rest want to get their tables out and start some people outside and earlier this week we had a red flag weather warning um, for the first time since 2015 which just meant that we had conditions that were high humid or sorry, low humidity really low humidity mm -hmm. high winds um that was making it they were very good they were favorable favorable conditions for like wildfires so if there was someone who was burning something outside it could have really caught on and done a lot of damage um, we had what's called a red flag warning, preventing people from or strongly urging people from burning outside. Um, on top of that, we also have a burn ban that's still in effect until I think next month, the middle of next month. Um, so people shouldn't be burning anyways, but they were like, really don't burn right now because it's a really bad time to do it. Um, that, that's all I had for quick hits as well. So, and I actually, look at me, I actually have two things to bring up. One actually about your burn notice. I was going for a walk on two, no, mo yeah, Monday, because that's because you wrote the story for, for Tuesday's paper. But um, Monday, I was going for a walk and I was listening to the Michael K show, which I, I always like to listen to. And it was actually the, I usually do the podcast, but I was able to actually be listening to it live. And they have traffic and weather updates and stuff like that during it. And that day, they were talking about a road closure all the way down in actually New Jersey. And I was like, oh, God, you know, like it's probably an accident or whatnot. And then they actually said it was because of a brush fire. 
So I said to myself, wow, it is that time of year. And then I saw your story that night and then the next day and I said, yep, there we go. So yeah, be careful when you're burning to say the least. Um, but two things that I wanted to bring up one sad news from Plattsburgh state men's hockey, um, very legendary player, Lenny Pereira. Um, he lost his battle with ALS yesterday, um, Tuesday, we're recording this on Wednesday. He lost his battle with ALS. He was 50 years old. Um, in 2019, he actually was able to come up here and be part of alumni weekend. And they also did a fundraiser for ALS. So that was the last time Lenny was really in, um, uh, Plattsburgh. Um, he was a member of the 1992 Plattsburgh uh, state uh, men's hockey championship team. It was the first championship team that Plattsburgh state had had, um, Technically speaking, they did win a title in 87 as well, but that title was revoked for NCAA violations. Um, but Lenny was a very upstanding part of the uh, Plattsburgh community. He was a standout player. And like many standout players within that program afterward, he continued to give back to that program and he was beloved by um, so many people. Um, so he had been battling ALS for a while. Um, past couple of days, he took a turn for the worse and um, he, he unfortunately passed away, but thoughts and prayers are with his family, his uh, wife and two daughters, um, and the whole Plattsburgh community is definitely, they got some heavy hearts today. Um, one other thing that is not, you know, it's um, much more inspiring story is there is a basketball tournament that is held every year. Um, it features various teams within Section 7. It's usually held in November. Obviously, this year, that couldn't be the case. It's called Judy's Alzheimer's um, Awareness Basketball Tournament. The tournament is run by John Conowitz. He, he is a very notable basketball coach from the area. He actually coached, he coached at Osable Valley for a long time, coached at the college level. He coached at Cortland, and now he's back in this area kind of helping out coaching in different things. Um, his wife, Judy, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2003. Um, shortly after... She um, shortly after she was diagnosed, the, the, the effects of Alzheimer's, unfortunately, kind of like really started to affect her early on. Um, and John kind of became her caretaker. And he loved to still go to basketball practices, coach different things like that. Now, one of his former players from way back when he coached in the 80s at Osable Valley, Jamie Douglas, is now the Osable Valley boys basketball coach. He now... Um, it, it probably about 10, 15 years ago, it's been a while. He asked John, his, his former high school coach to come back and help him coach, which I think is really cool on its own. And John said, I can't do that. I have Judy with me. I have to take care of her. And Jamie said to John, bring her in. So he did. And Judy became like just a part of the team in a sense. Um, various players would go and, um, you know, take her, take her for a walk, take her to the bathroom, take her to get a drink of water, take her to get a snack. You know, um, you know, this is going to sound a little old fashioned, but John said, you know, take her out, uh, smoke a cigarette, that type of thing. Um, Judy is still with us. Um, she's had Alzheimer's since 2003 and she currently resides in Meadowbrook. Um, and, but John has put together a basketball tournament. It would, it's the 10th year this year. Um, where it's it's to honor his wife and to raise awareness for Alzheimer's. And also it benefits a lot of student athletes who are going on to college. Um, this year, usually the way the voting works is any participating team in the tournament, they get um, each team votes for two players on their team who they think are the best teammates. Um, and the two winners of, of the votes for each school, uh, for each team, um, gets a scholarship of a various amount. Um, it's usually $750. But John told me because this year was different um, and so many kids have been affected and these kids have been through so much. Every team that participated in this tournament this year, every senior on each team got a $500 scholarship. There were 36 seniors this year who got a $500 scholarship toward their, their, toward their futures. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And what they did for the tournament this year was they didn't have a tournament. You can't have a tournament. COVID policies, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, you can't do it. So what they did was teams that typically participate in the tournament, um, they just designated like a game as a tournament game. And they said, okay, this will be Judy's game, like that type of thing. So that's what they did. Um, so I wrote up a story about that. It's amazing. They've raised, they've handed out, 
over $166,000 in scholarships over 10 years, and they've raised a total of $225,000 for overall Alzheimer's awareness. So very awesome to see that. I was very happy to write a story like that. And um, I have to upload it to the website because I forgot to upload it last night. But in the print edition of the paper, on page B3, you actually can see a picture, pictures of all of the um, scholarship recipients, um, either with John Conowitz or their coach um, or something like that. And they're all posing. And it's very cool to see all these kids who were who received a nice scholarship and um, just just an overall, it's a great tournament. And I've done a couple of different stories on it in the past, but this year was definitely unique. And I was certainly happy to do that. And I definitely wanted to just talk about that a little bit on the pod. Yeah, that's awesome. Getting chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're getting chills? <laughs> well, when you were talking about ALS, that kind of hits close to home. I actually have a step-aunt. Um, she she lived in New Jersey, but she had ALS, and she was also a very athletic person. Um, yep. So I that was really hard for my grandfather um, when she passed away, especially. So a- ALS hits home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but to end things on a much lighter note mm-hmm. we can have a little bit of fun so a couple of weeks ago i did a little bit of a like a, a get to know you type of question session with ben Rowe and jolie templio and seeing that you know you guys were having you guys back on the pod and we will get on a routine where uh, unfortunately kara and mackenzie's schedule and my schedule like don't usually work so we try and do it the best of our abilities but since this is your guys episode I figured mm-hmm. we could do some get to know you type of questions for people who might know you a little bit, or this might be the first time they're listening to you guys on the, uh, on the podcast. So are you ready for fun. various fun, little dumb questions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I will ask a question, Kara, you can answer your question first and then Mackenzie, you can answer and then I'll just ask the next one. So sure. first question, favorite movie, the Princess Bride. I can't answer that. I, I, I don't. My favorite movie. I like too many. I don't. I don't know how to narrow it down to just one. Okay. What's your oh, go? What's your go-to? Like, what's one that you would? Okay. Let, maybe it might not be your favorite, but what's one that, like, if it's on TV or something, you're watching it. In this in this day and age, that's a really hard question to answer because I don't just have cable. I, movies aren't just on TV. I'm <laughs> am on for myself to watch. Um, I have recently. I'll talk about what I've recently been watching for movies. I've been trying okay. to watch all of the Marvel movies because although I've seen a lot of them, I haven't ever like I haven't like made sure that I've watched every single one. So I'm like sitting down. And I'm watching them in the order that. Disney Plus is telling me that I should be watching them in. So, I mean, that's right now. But, I mean, I also love, like, rom-coms and just comedies in general. So, I just, I don't know how to say what my favorite one is because I just like a lot of movies. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Favorite color? Red in general. Olive green for clothing and accessories. It's like a signature color. Okay. Um, Yellow. I love how bright it is. I like bright colors, but I also, I wouldn't go olive green for my signature clothing color. It's more of a green for me. It's still muted, but a little bit different. Yep. Yep. Just like an earthy green, you know, like that's, yeah. Favorite book. So whoops, what springs to mind, because I actually had a recent conversation with Fernando is um, I love a lot of uh, John Krakow crack hour books like he's the guy who did into the wild and into thin air um under the banner of heaven missoula um so especially as far as nonfiction goes like that that's just what comes to mind immediately there's also this book called um behind the beautiful forevers by Catherine boo that i read forever ago before going on um, a service trip to kolkata india and it's basically about um kind of people who live in the slums near the, I believe is the New Delhi airport. And it's just, I just really love, I really appreciate and good, like reading about uh, in a way that's like thoroughly portrayed. So like, I, I appreciate really, really good nonfiction kind of like that. I would say my favorite book 
would be, I really like Alice in Wonderland, which sounds like a children's book, but I read it in college. Landed on my coursework. It landed my coursework like three different for three classes when I was in college, and so I got to really like it. Um, but like for leisure reading, I guess I really like Leanne Moriarty is like one of my favorite authors. She writes like fiction that's it's like realistic fiction, but um, it often has like a darker twist to it somewhere along the line. So think of like a god type book, something like that. I, I okay. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Pancakes. Hands down. Ooh, I like this. Orange juice or milk? So <laughs> as a young, a young Kara would have said milk because that was hands down just my favorite. But I will say OJ, like when I go out to a diner, it's like, okay, I'll have an OJ and coffee. Like that's, that's what I do. I don't, I, Unless I'm having like a really like sweet cookie or sweet, sweet. I don't typically just have a glass of milk anymore. So um, it's, it's orange. And the fact that Kara like was torn between choosing milk. <laughs> it creeps me out. <laughs> I was thinking of my younger self. Like I, it's been an evolving thing. It hasn't always been orange juice. So okay. dream car. Um, the Aston Martin that Daniel Craig had in Casino Royale. Oh, good one. But the newer one to clarify that um, was rolled over like a dozen times in the accident <laughs> towards the end. But that was my dream. That's yeah, that car. Although I do love my Forester. So um, I'm not a big car person. <laughs> <laughs> you like your car. I, I know that. I do. I do have. A, I have a Honda Fit. Um, I wish it was better in the snow. So I've always kind of imagined maybe one day in my life I will get some sort of a cool Jeep like Renegade or something fun. But I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Job you would want if you were not a reporter. Okay. So it's it's kind of a hybrid. <laughs> I would love to kind of delve more into yoga and be a yoga instructor. But I also like have this vision in my mind where I this business it's like a seasonal business where it's a combination sugar shack apple orchard brewery brewery vineyard so like i if i had like the means and i wasn't reporting i'd want to delve into all those different things that are my favorite things especially like an apple orchard i feel like that would be so fun a lot of work but fun um so I love writing and stuff so even if I was just like an author that'd be really cool for me um but in another life I wish I would have like explored art or have been like more artistically inclined to do something artsy with my life like I think that'd be really cool but um I have always like wanted to own like my own like be a business owner so my sister and I joked about doing I like I love champagne that's like my drink of choice like wherever I am so doing (laughs) like a cupcake slash champagne bar I always thought would be like really fun so yeah that would would actually be awesome I feel like you should like actually I would be an investor in that (laughs) yeah that would be really really cool yeah okay so this is a this is an interesting one if you're stuck in an escape room or a foxhole or whatever you want to call it who would be the one person you would want to try and help you like to try and assist in like getting you out of the foxhole and be in, be in the escape room or foxhole with you to get out? Like mentally, whatever you like, want. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like if we're talking about like a fun escape room, you know, my sister, like I feel yes. like she would be someone who'd be really good to have in there. So my sister, her name's Dana Chapman. She, she's a PhD student at Cornell. She's smart. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably Dana's probably the first person that comes to mind, I would say. Okay. Is this is this like an emergency situation? Like am I in trouble? Um, I mean, sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like if you don't get out of the escape room or like the foxhole, you die. Let's let's just say oh. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but like it can be, it can be, it's more like, it's just more fun. Just more fun. Well, when you first poised the question, like I felt like I was in danger. So <laughs> I, I immediately 
is so good at keeping his cool under pressure and he knows how to calm me down more than probably anybody else does. So I would want him there to help me like talk through things and, and like be logical. So I'm not like a crazy person freaking out just to freak out. Who, who, okay. So who did you just say? I heard everything, but who it would actually be. The zoom broke up a little bit there. <laughs> I said my dad. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I heard like, I heard da. And like, I was like, okay, I think it's dad, but I just wanted to make sure. Cause it didn't come across clear on the audio. All right. Two more. Okay. Favorite junk food. <laughs> I don't know if, it, well, okay. So if we're just talking about straight up junk, like, I mean, I, I love just like chips, like this is weird and I need to like diversify my palate on this, but I love just like original Pringles. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but also I do love cheese, like a good cheddar, a good cheese board in general. Like I love cheese. So if, if we're calling cheese a junk food and not something that, you know, has the potential to be very refined and like paired well with nice beverages and olives and meats and stuff sure but uh but yeah cheese and chips basically that's my deal <laughs> so yeah um i'm like I'm a mixture of both the things Kara just said so i like any sort of cheese chip like i want i want a chip <laughs> got cheese on it that my fingers are going to be like orange by the time i'm done eating them like anything like okay this is a, there's, I'm sorry, there were actually, there's two more now. This is, and this okay. is a fun, this is a funny one. Okay. Favorite person in the PR newsroom. I don't want to say that. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Just somebody you really get along with. Somebody Wait. you really enjoy working with. Wait a minute. I need to ask something first. Did you already yeah. ask when Ben wrote this question? Have they answered? Yeah, I, no. Well, I don't remember if I, I don't remember if I, I don't remember if I asked them this one. It was on the list though. It's the same list. It's the same list that I asked them. I don't know if I asked them this question though. Cause I think we ran out of time. <laughs> I, I, pro, I promise. I prom. Okay. Hold on. I promise you. I will ask both of them next time we do like next time they're on the pod. I'll ask them this question. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Joey, I don't want my mind to make this list, okay? Like I know it's I know I know it's not gonna be me, so you don't have to worry about offending me. <laughs> I I mean I I don't wanna say favorite, but okay, just just like span of time, length of time. Sure. I I I will say Ben Rowe because like we've been friends for a really long time, even when I left the PR for a little bit like we still like my, my boyfriend Ben and I like still went out to movies and like we still hung out and stuff like that and he's just like such a pure kind-hearted good person who's just awesome but I I, I hate that I just had to verbalize <laughs> one of like I I I've said I, I've said before like in public I'm like Mackenzie Delisle is a gem she's a treasure and I love her and I love you know Ben Watson, Joe, Robin. Uh, I don't know Fernando as well, but I'm sure we'll get there. And Joey, I've known you forever, so there's that. You know, <laughs> you've known me the you you've known me the longest. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So I get so I get that award by default. <laughs> yeah. So I guess for the purposes of this, I'll say Benro. Okay, Mackenzie. Okay, so first off, I just wanted to let Kara know that I'm not offended. My feelings are not hurt. She doesn't have to feel bad. So she <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this from outside of the newsroom, but like we all kind of have different schedules. And so like I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to tie between Kara and Ben Watson because we, pre-pandemic, were working the same shift. And so we would be there, start of the day, and together at the same time we have a little triangle that we call ourselves yeah. we used to sit in a triangle we mm -hmm. won't anymore after when we come back because ben watson moved but basically i'm just gonna pick because of like all the things they help me get through throughout the day so yeah okay I, I feel like to add to that guys the triangle is a great place it is an awesome place to work and have friends that you work with i just have to say that and i this question 
Joey. That was an awesome answer. Those were awesome <laughs> answers, though. Those were genuine, and it was kind of fun. And I'm sure people will enjoy listening to that. I'm just mm-hmm. sad Mackenzie didn't like even like mention my name when she was like mentioning <laughs> favorite people to work with. <laughs> I mean, I love I, I I meant to preface this also by mentioning that like I love everyone in the newsroom. Like we have really good energy. Everyone's always like happy to see each other. We're always like making jokes and talking and stuff. So I mean, like as far as the newsroom goes, like I think it's top tier. So picking your favorites, it's just it's hard. So you had to come up with any sort of reasoning you can to like say why you like somebody a little bit more than the other, even if that's not true. No, no, that that makes sense. I have one funny story to tell you, Mackenzie and Carrie. You can listen to this because I've never, I've never said that. It's not, it's nothing bad or anything. When you first started working at the press, oh, Willie, Willie Santana and I walked in one day, and Willie like didn't know you were working at the press, and he goes, "Who's that?" And I was like, "I that's Mackenzie. She's the, she's one of the new reporters." And because uh, back in the day, you know, not back in the day, but a couple of years ago the sports and news shifts were even like more different than they are now. And Willie never had seen you before. And I had like seen you a little bit. And, and Willie says, have you ever, have you ever like talked to her? I said, yeah, I've said like, hello or stuff like that. But I think for like the first two to three months when you were working there, I said hello to you. And that probably was it. (laughs) I never (laughs) talked to you. I never did. It was really funny. And like, Willie didn't even know who you were. (laughs) Well, I mean, so this is something, this is something I've learned throughout my life and I'm on it, but like, I am just really shy. Like I'm, I am just really, really shy. So like, if unless somebody like breaks the ice with me and starts talking with me, which Kara, I think did at the beginning, like when she first started working there with me, like if she hadn't done that, I don't think we would talk as much as we do now either, because I just really Kermit myself in and I have a really hard time, like starting conversations with people so like unless you do the legwork like (laughs) and I have to say I apologize like because I know I tend to start a lot of conversations when we're in the triangle so I just sometimes I feel like I'm a distractor and like but it's just because I'm like I have all these ideas and I need to share them with people so but I can fully identify with like being very very shy because like I literally I had your desk like when I first worked there and it took me a while before even turning around to start talking to Dan Heath. And then I was like, wow, this is one of the most fascinating people ever. And it was just, it was just awesome. It, but it, t- it does take a while to like kind of blossom, especially like, um, I know what it's like to be like the youngest person in the newsroom. And like, that can be like a, a little bit of a barrier too. So, so yeah, I can, I can understand that, but I'm glad that I was able to break the ice and we have a yeah. good time. It's all good times. You guys yeah. talk you guys talk about the triangle and how it won't exist anymore. It technically will exist. I don't know if you guys know this. Ben Rowe is moving into what used to kind of be like the interview room area and he's gonna yeah. make he, his office is gonna be in there. I know. I, I actually did know so now Ben Watson is gonna be the triangle on the other side. Yeah, so yeah. you'll still have the triangle. But I, I I was saying like we're gonna have to make ourselves a diamond now because Fernando's moving into Watson's old spot. So we're going to be a diamond. So we're going to have to expand our triangle a little bit. So welcome <laughs> to the group. <laughs> You'll have a diamond and then like, I'll just be hanging off at the end design wise. We well, have our but, diamond and the sparkles. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I will just be the star over the diamond. How about that? You <laughs> <laughs> have to think about like the big dipper, like relation, like where are these points over here? And then yeah. you're going to be the end. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to think like for the longest time, like sports was not even on that side of the newsroom, but I've enjoyed kind of being over there a little bit. It's just making, you know, especially now I'd feel super lonely if I was over in like the sports cubby every single day, you guys definitely wouldn't even know who I was. Um, But all right. Final question. See, that was a good question because I think we literally talked about that for like 10, 15 minutes, which was hilarious. Um, But (laughs) final question. If you were reincarnated into an animal, what animal would you want to be? So my favorite animal is a panda, the giant panda, Mm. but, and you do like, you pretty much just eat, but you are endangered. So I mean, (laughs) with that. So I honestly, like when I look at the life that my cats lead, I wouldn't mind being a cat, just getting like (laughs) sleeping, eating. I get paid attention to when I want it. It's like, that seems like maybe I'm just not being very like creative or thinking out of the box, but like just 
immediately in front of me, I think I would probably want to be a cat or, or a bird of some sort. Cause I've, I've always wanted to fly. So I think that would yeah. be really cool. So maybe like either a cat or like a falcon so I could fly really fast. Um, this is a really hard question. <laughs> I, my, I like off of instinct when you first said it, like I thought tiger, I don't know why. I don't know if like, I kind of like that they have some power in the world that they live in, which is neat. Um, so I don't know, I guess that's what I would say. I don't know if that's actually the right answer. Like if I were to just like reincarnate right now and I had to pick, I don't know what I would say, but (laughs) I personally would love to be like a lion, just like something gigantic. And I would have that silky fur. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that would be, what a great look for me. I think that would be awesome. Couldn't you, couldn't you see me like just my face, but on a lion? Oh, tremendous. What, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. It's hard to imagine because you have so, such little hair. It's like, it's hard. To- <laughs> I know. I, I almost made a joke, by the way, about when you were talking about punkies, I was going to say, do they offer buzz cuts? But I, I refrained from that, but now I had to say it. <laughs> See, now I am visualizing a Joey face on a lion, and it's basically just Joey, like, when he laughs, but, like, roaring, too. So, like, I have, and you you still have glasses, too, when you're a lion, by the way. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. But this was fun. I am super glad we could could do this. Um, I think the Zoom cooperated through most of it. I don't think there were too many blips either, so that was nice. And, um, but, yeah, I'm glad we could have you guys back on. And we will, we will, we always say this. We'll, tr- we'll try and do this each week if possible. Yes, Just, we'll do our best. It's so hard to coordinate with our schedules. <laughs> we're always we're busy. Bu- yeah, we're always busy people. Also, Mackenzie, one thing that I wanted to mention, you said like, you know, you're kind of shy and whatnot, and you have like trouble like starting questions. How you're a journalist, then I have no idea. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's, isn't, that it, a- isn't it funny though? You yeah. sometimes just like become, you just go into like the mode. Like you could be the most antisocial person and still be a journalist. When I when I have to turn it on, I will. But the point mm-hmm. is, like when I, I won't. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's that's fair enough. But anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We share the episodes on our Instagram story, on our Facebook, and our Twitter. And if you can't find that anywhere else, let me know and I will try and find it. So I will try and put it somewhere else. But with all those places, I'm sure you can find us. And I'm sure you can listen to Kara and Mackenzie, not say that I'm the favorite person they work with at the Press Republican (laughs) and my heart be crushed completely. And I'm just kidding. I just like need to like get under their skin before we wrap this up. But (laughs) Mackenzie and Kara, we're we're running out of time. But do you have any closing thoughts? (laughs) No, I just hope everyone stays well and has a good week until the next time we hopefully do this. <laughs> um, get get vaccinated if you can. Just do it. There we go. I like that. But in the words of Joel Templio, thank you everybody for listening. And we wish you all a little weak side help. <laughs>